What is up, everybody? It is Friday the 13th, 2019. Uh, this is the Kingsman Report. It's the news everyone ignores. And uh, this is a live podcast. Um, if you want to call in, as you can see, the um, podcast has to do with a conspiracy of sorts. Uh, people in South Carolina think they saw either a stationary UFO or um, the government... Or it's they think it's uh, government surveillance. So um, the phone lines are open. If you have any experiences like this, um, then you can call in live. The number is 1408-638-0968 and then enter the meeting ID. It's 534-233-4758. So I'll not only be covering those article or that article, I'll be covering, if you've ever watched this before, I, I cover a bunch of other stuff before I get there. Some of it's funny. Some of it has to do with war. Some of it has to do with just current events that are going on. So, uh, you guys sit back in your FEMA regions, and I'll get this started shortly. So this is the Kingsman Report. It's the news everyone ignores. And if you want to call in, the number is scrolling at the bottom of your screen. 
you can also send articles to the email that's um, scrolling on the bottom of the screen also. Uh, like I said, if you have any stories about, you know, seeing UFOs or anything of that sort or, you know, government um, surveillance, um, then please call in and, and um, I'll monitor those phone calls as well. Like I said, this is a live podcast. Um, after this show, all this is uploaded. You can go to the About section on my Facebook channel. It has all the links to where the podcast is available. So, um, these are some of the articles I'm going to go over. You see the first one there says, Colorado mom lets porch pirates take out her trash with decoy packages. I, get, I, I, grabbed, I grabbed this article because I thought it was uh, hilarious. So, that's why I, I grabbed this article here. Uh, this is, I mean, it's sad, but, um, you know, this is one of the reasons why you shouldn't do drugs. Um, a Florida man died from meth overdose before he was eaten by an alligator. Uh, magic mushroom nasal sprays on the way. As we know, uh, they already have ketamine nasal spray, so they're, that's one thing they're using. Now we're going to see magic mushroom nasal spray uh, happen here pretty soon. Uh, South Korea re releases preemptive strike video amid rising tensions. Why AI leads us to think less and act impulsively. The elderly in Japan are using exoskeletons to delay retirement. It's a really interesting article. Hackers dupe facial recognition systems with creepy mask. And I don't know if I have the I don't have the picture of it on here. Um, I'll see if I can pull that up, but I mean it's it's pretty weird. Uh, Google is sending text messages from your phone without telling you, and here's why. And, of course, last article. Well, um, this article is out of Australia, came out today, but they're going to use surveillance drones to monitor the holiday period. Um, and then I have the, the article that the uh, channel or the stream is named after stationary UF. UFO recorded in the South Carolina sky sparked secret government surveillance theory. So, this is the first article I'm going to get to because I hate thieves and um, porch pirates, especially this time of year. Colorado mom lets porch pirates take out her trash with decoy packages. Is, um, a Colorado woman reportedly gave porch pirates a taste of their own medicine this week by leaving trash-filled Amazon packages outside of her front door. Christine Hyatt told KKTV in Colorado Springs that thieves have stolen at least 20 packages from her porch, and last Wednesday was the third time she was able to dupe the criminals into removing her garbage for free. We forgot to set our trash out for Thanksgiving, so we were overflowing with trash, she told the station. I've had packages stolen, and I went, you know what? I have extra boxes. Let's see if someone will take out our trash. Uh, Hyatt said the thieves are more than just inconvenient. Um, sorry about that. Uh, among items that have been stolen was her daughter's diabetes medication. 
This is why I'm glad she gave him a bunch of garbage. People are ridiculous. Can't afford to have her own medication stolen just because people are jerks, Hyatt said, and this is my way to fight back. And in her next package, Hyatt plans to include cigarette butts, kitty litter, and fast food wrappers, KKTV reported. My daughter told me that it was wrong, and Hyatt said, but they deserve it. This story is crazy. Um, I mean, for one, you know, obviously you shouldn't be doing drugs, but um, this this is just absolutely nuts. Uh, Florida man died from meth overdose before he was eaten by an alligator. Um, and this came out uh, yesterday. As a Florida man found eaten by an alligator this summer died from a meth overdose before his body was ripped apart by the reptile according to medical examiner findings. Michael Ford, 45, was found face down in a canal in Fort Meade on June 27th and Polk County Sheriff's investigators theorized he might have drowned before an alligator began eating the man's remains. Um, it says a hand and a foot belonging to Ford was found in the beast's stomach. And it is my opinion that Michael Glenn Ford II died as a result of methamphetamine intox, intox, uh, intoxication. Sorry, District Medical Examiner Stephen Nelson wrote in an autopsy report obtained by NBC News on Thursday, the manner of death is accident. The report took note that the traumatic amputations Ford body had suffered at his left forearm and right foot, um, and Nelson was found. Nelson found that those injuries were likely post mortem. And you can go on to the article here. I'm not going to read like how they discovered his body, but you can see it there. Um, they hadn't seen him. He, look, check this out. The guy was missing since June 23rd. Terrific. All right, so this article's uh, Magic Mushroom Nasal Sprays on the way. I don't know if you guys know this or pay any attention to some of the studies that they're doing. I think they have one for uh, dimethyltryptamine that's going on right now, and they, um, of course, they're you know had one for um, mushrooms. And it looks like that they are finally going to come out with a nasal spray for this as well. Um, it said, according to Filter Mag, on December 4th, uh, Oregon-based startup company uh, Silo Wellness announced it has developed a patent-pending nasal spray for microdosing psilocybin. Aerosol spray would deliver into each nostril a precise dose of vaporized psilocybin that the company calls sub-psychedelic. Because wait a minute, what's the point if it's sub-psychedelic? Um... So it goes on to say, per Newsweek, the drug is gaining mainstream recognition for its use as safe treatment for depression and PTSD. It says, heck, even the FDA has called it a breakthrough therapy, according to Life Science, affording it a special status to fast-track clinical research in what is typically a drawn-out, uh, typically drawn-out for drawn-out years-long process. Granted, there's no, there's also the problem of legality. Currently, there is no city or state in the U.S. that allows legal sales of psilocybin products, but cities like Denver, uh, Colorado, and Oakland, California each decriminalized personal use, possession, and cultivation of psilocybin mushrooms in 2019. Filter Mag states that 
About 100 cities across the country are, with varying success, trying to replicate these reforms. That's why Silo Wellness is developing the drug in Jamaica, despite being uh, headquartered in Oregon. Psilocybin mushrooms are legal on the Caribbean island, and figuring out the production process will position the company to take advantage of being first to market if or when psilocybin sees legalization in the states. That could happen as early as mid midterms. While mushrooms may make you turn your nose up, medical research indicates there is nothing to sniff at except uh, when it's in a nasal spray. Be interesting to see. Um, I think I could play this video without getting a copyright strike. If I get a copyright strike, then, you know, I'll edit it to fix it or whatever. But South Korea releases preemptive strike video amid rising tensions. It says South Korea, Korea's Air Force revealed video of a simulated preemptive strike against North Korea weapons systems on Thursday. Amid concerns, Pyongyang uh, could be preparing to launch an intercontinental ballistic missile. The video from Seoul's uh, military shows fictitious footage of a Global Hawk, a remotely piloted surveillance aircraft, detecting activity in North Korea, where the regime is seen setting up an ICBM on a mobile launch pad, South Korean television network JTBC reported Thursday. The video then shows F-35A jet fighters being deployed. The precision strike capabilities are depicted as being used against North Korea's um, Hwasong-14, a North Korean ICBM, first tested on July 4, 2017. A voiceover in the South Korea video says the glory of victory is promised under any circumstances and in any event of a preemptive attack. So, let me see if I can play this for you guys. Like I said, if I, I might get a copyright strike.대한민국공군은 최상의 감시 태세 적 중심에 대한 원점 타격 능력 어떤 상황에서도 승리의 영광을 약속합니다 대한민국을 지키는 강한 전장을 주도하는 공군입니다 대한민국 공군에는 최정의 요원들이 있습니다. 전략 환경 변화에 부합한 전문적이고 실전적인 교육 훈련, 한계를 뛰어넘는 훈련을 통해 비로소 실전 감각과 
군사 점성을 갖춘 강한 공군이 탄생합니다. 끊임없는 훈련을 통해 거듭난 정예 전사들 대한민국의 가장 높은 곳에서 조국 수호의 앞장섬 우리 손으로 우리 영공을 지키겠다는 의지로 영공 방위 임무 완수에 최선을 다하고 있습니다. 강한 정신력을 갖춘 공군 완벽한 전문성과 뜨거운 열정 주어진 임무를 완수하는 사명감 I'm not gonna play the whole thing. It's like almost five minutes long. It says the simulation is not real, but South Korea retains 13 F-35A fighter jets. And it says Global Hawk will be deployed to Seoul's Air Force uh, before the end of December. Kao Sang-young, head of public relations at South Korea's Air Force, said simulations have previously been issued. On Thursday, the video was released amid fresh tensions following what North Korea claimed was a very important test of a rocket engine at Shaohei Satellite Launch Pad. North Korea condemned the United States on Thursday for holding a United Nations Security Council meeting, and Pyongyang's foreign ministry called the meeting a platform for pressure building against the regime. We will never tolerate the United States for fostering the mood of pressure against North Korea by spearheading the UN Security Council public meeting that discussed our problem at such sensitive time as right now. The North Korean statement read according to Yonhap. The United States took a stupid act like hitting at its own foot with an axe by holding the meeting, the official added. It has also given us a decisive help in making up our mind clearly on which way we will take. On Wednesday at the UN, U.S. Ambassador Kelly Craft had warned ballistic missiles would not bring greater security for North Korea. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. Also, you know, Kim Jong-un recently said that he would be giving us a, uh, or letting us pick out our uh, a Christmas gift, is how he put it. So we'll see what happens with all that. So I cover a lot on uh, artificial intelligence, um, and this article is, you know, I, I said before, it's just making us lazier. And uh, this article kind of deals with that. It says, why AI leads us to think less and act impulsively. Since MIT professor Bernhard Trout's engineering ethics course shifted to focus on the ethics of artificial intelligence, the class has ballooned from a handful of students per semester in 2009 to more than 150 this year. As deep learning and neural networks take center stage, the students have much more of a concern about AI, particularly over the last year or so, Trout says. A key challenge, according to Trout, is that, quote, these algorithms push us towards towards us thinking less and acting based on impressions that may or may not be correct, as opposed to making our own decisions in a fully informed way. In general, we want to have the answer and move on, and these algorithms tend to play off on that psychology. As AI, <coughs> excuse me, as AI involves, evolves, we need to be actively engaged in questioning what the algorithms do, what the results mean, and how, to, how inherent bias in the training set can affect the results, Trout says. There are many ways this blind faith in algorithms can have adverse effects, for instance. When you start to believe in like everything you see uh, in your Facebook newsfeed, which is powered by AI algorithms, you'll end up seeing only articles that confirm your viewpoints and biases 
and uh, you can become less tolerant of opposing views. So I say kind of read everything from both sides and make up your own mind. On other online platforms, content recommendation algorithms can shape your preferences and nudge you in specific directions without your conscious uh, knowledge. In, and in fields such as banking and criminal justice, blind trust and algorithms can be more damaging, such as the unwarranted uh, decline of loan application or an unfair verdict passed against a defendant. We have to remember, remember that... Uh, these are all mathematical algorithms, and there is a good argument against thinking that everything in human life is reducible to mathematics, Trout warns. What did, uh, why did AI do that? Who knows? Because one of the major challenges of contemporary AI is a lack of explainability. Deep learning algorithms develop their logic from data and work in a very complicated ways that are often opaque uh, even to their creators. And this can cause serious trouble, especially where ethical issues are involved. It has become harder to trace decisions and analysts with methods, uh, methods like deep learning and neural nest, says Element AI's Mark uh, Etine, I guess, Awamet. The ability to know when a decision has been made or informed by an AI system or to explain or interpret the logic behind that decision becomes increasingly important in this context. You cannot effectively seek uh, redress for, for harm caused by the misuse of an AI system unless you know that one has been used or how it influenced the outcome. The lack of transparency also makes it difficult to spot and fix ethical issues in algorithms. For instance, in one case, an AI algorithm designed to predict recidivism had silently used zip codes as determining factor for the likelihood that a defendant would re-offend and wound up with a bias against black defendants, even though the programmers had removed racial information from the data, bit, the data set. In, in, in another case, a hiring algorithm penalized applicants whose resumes included the term women, as in women's sports. More recently, Apple's new credit card was found to be biased against women, offering them up to 20 times less credit than men because the AI algorithms it uses. In these cases, the developers have gone to great lengths to remove any characteristics from the data that would cause the bias in, in the algorithms. But AI often finds uh, intricate correlations that indirectly allude to things like gender and race. And without any way to investigate those algorithms, finding these problematic correlations becomes a challenge. Thankfully, efforts to create explainable AI models are taking place, including an ambitious project by DARPA. Yeah, and if DARPA is involved in it, you know, they're technical branch of the military, research arm of the Department of Defense, basically. Uh, it says, Silicon Valley concerned, but loving that ROI. Another factor in the increased interest in the ethics of AI is the active engagement of the commercial sector. As while the growth of deep learning and neural networks is a part of growing attention towards ethical AI, another major contributor is less uh, in tech raising the issue and trying to actively make their points of view known to a broader public, Professor Trout said. Execs like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, as well as scientists such as Stuart Russell and the late Stephen Hawking, have issued warnings about the potentially scary unintended consequences of artificial intelligence. 
and tech giants like Microsoft and Google have been forced to explain their approach to AI and developed ethical guidelines, particularly as it relates to selling their technology to government agencies. Ethical princi principles are a good start, but oper operationalize operationalizing these across the company is what counts. Each term from fundamental applied research to product design, development, and deployment must understand how these principles apply to their functions, uh, Element AI's OMET says. OMET also underlines the need for companies to work with lawmakers actively and is important for businesses that have the technical expertise to engage in good faith with regulators to help them understand the nature of risk posed by the technology, he says. Element AI recently partnered with Rockefeller and uh, Mozilla Foundation. So, yeah, you're seeing that name there. This this company here, um, I did a, I did a video. It was uh, it was on the ID twenty twenty alliance, and the Rockefeller Foundation is also the ones that are funding um, the implantable chip research that's going on in Austin, Texas, where the homeless are coming up missing because of chips being put in their hands. Usually, when I see their names and something like that, then I you know, kind of have the assumption that something's not right. Them and DARPA, seeing both their names in this, um, kind of makes me ask more questions. It says the Rockefeller and Mozilla Foundations to produce a list of recommendations for governments and companies on the role of human rights frameworks in AI governance. Collaboration will focus on advancing research on the legal governance. Uh, and the technical components of data trust, which both Element AI and Mozilla Foundation believe have tremendous potential as safe and ethical data sharing mechanisms as many governments have thus far conceived of them, but also as tools that could be used to empower the public to participate in decisions regarding the use of their personal data and to collectively seek redress in cases of harm. The professor, uh, but Professor Trout has a slightly different view on the involvement of tech companies in AI ethics. At the end of the day, they are going to do this to a large extent of commercial reasons. They want to make their employees happy, and that was the reason Google decided not to work with the Department of Defense. And they want to make uh, their customers and the government happy, and they want to enhance their bottom line, he says. I have not seen these companies really promote a thoughtful, deep approach to ethics, and that's where I would find them. Uh, I would find them fall short. They have resources; uh, they would be able to, but I don't see that happening, and I think that's a pity. So we'll see um, what happens. Um, I always say it reminds me of, of the Matrix um, when uh, Neo has the talk with um, Morpheus at the beginning and he says that we gave power to artificial intelligence and they took over. I, I kind of see us going in that direction with all the uh, autonomous drones they want to create. Not only for you know police forces like they use in Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth, but also uh, like the article I read yesterday, uh, where Turkey wants to get uh, drones that can be operated three at a time by one person, and that have um, 
crazy accuracy um, where they can just spray down, you know, crowds. I think we'll get there here eventually. I think that's where we're headed. This article I thought was really neat. Um, uh, it says El the elderly in Japan are using exoskeletons to delay retirement. <laughs> Excuse me. Said exoskeletons aren't just for super soldiers, automotive assembly workers, and the paralyzed. It can assist the elder elderly in everyday tasks as well. Now, uh, now new scientists report that older folks in Japan are using exoskeletons to help them do their jobs as they spend more of their lives in the workforce. Japan currently has one of the oldest populations um, in the world, according to the U.S. Population Reference Bureau. Japan has the highest share of people above the age 65 of any country, 26% according to 2015 data. In response, a number of Japanese tech companies are building exoskeleton suits to give the elderly a leg or an arm up. One such company, uh, Inifis, I guess is what it's called, developed a backpack-like suit that can be charged by squeezing a hand pump 30 times to fill pressure, pressurized air-powered muscles. The suit can allow people to lift up to 55 pounds, uh, cost the equivalent of about $1,300. Klein is a family-owned company which makes and sells pickled radish um, uses heavyweights in the process of production. Uh, Nofis spokesperson Diego Arahara, Diego Arahara, told New Scientist, "Father is in his 70s and was supposed to retire, but he's still working with our muscle suit." Other suits New Scientist pointed out include Panasonic's popular electric uh, Aton Model Y a $5,500 suit that can add 22 pounds of lifting force and another uh, by automotive giant Toyota, which has said its motorized exoskeleton research is part of an intended part intended to support an aging labor force. As the population keeps aging, the demand for such exoskeletons is predicted to increase. To keep enough people in the workforce, new scientists point out the Japanese government is looking at raising the retirement age from 60 to 70, furthering the need to find a solution. Going to work these people to death. So I read an article a few a few videos back, and it talked about. Um, uh, the Department of uh, Homeland Security wanted to give facial recognition um, scans for citizens of this country going in and out of the country, and then they reneged on that and said that they changed their mind that they're not going to do it. Well, now uh, it seems these people can print these masks and they look crazy real. It says uh, hackers do facial recognition systems with creepy masks. Um, I don't have the picture on here, but there's researchers at the AI firm Kinron. Um, were able to easily fool facial recognition uh, systems at a variety of high security locations, including banks, border crossing checkpoints, and airports using a high quality mask, Fortune reports. They suggest that anybody with the capability of creating such masks could easily fool this, these systems as well, a grave reality check for widespread facial recognition tech. I remember back in the day, and this was probably seven years ago, and they were talking about, you know, in, in a China, they use facial recognition software with their credit, uh, their social credit scores and all that crap that they got going on over there. And they were selling these masks that 
I mean, they looked real flesh, you know, flesh-like mask, and you could put it on, and it, um, it would throw the cameras off, or they couldn't tell who was doing it. Now they have a, a mask um, ban there. You can't wear a mask or any of that stuff. So it looks like even these little paper masks that they're printing could possibly do the same thing. It says, uh, using the mask, the researchers fooled payment systems by Chinese tech giants Alibaba, Alibaba and WeChat, and some systems were even easier to fool than that. They managed to get through a self-boarding terminal at uh, Gipol Airport in the Netherlands by using a picture of a face on a phone screen. The mask the researchers used was scanned of uh, was a scan of somebody who was already registered in the system they were attempting to fool. It says they did they did concede that it was specialty masks from Japan, making it less likely that others could replicate their experiment according to Fortune. This shows the threat to privacy of users with subpar facial recognition uh, that is masquerading as AI. Uh, Enron's CEO, Albert Liu, told Fortune, the technology is available to fix these issues, but firms have not upgraded it, and they are taking shortcuts at the expense of security. Interestingly, uh, the Face ID, uh, Face ID feature on Apple's iPhone X was not fooled by the mask. I have a... Um, you know, I can unlock my phone with my face if I wanted to, but just wearing my glasses, I hate these glasses, but just wearing these glasses, um, it won't unlock my phone with these glasses on. This article is Google is sending text messages from your phone without telling you. Uh, so I, you know, I, I read articles that have to do with, you know, data breaches or glitches and uh, software, whether it's Apple or Android. And uh, this article came out yesterday. It goes on to say, as 9 to 5 Google noted today, Android users reported their phones sent out text messages on their, um, on their own over the past few months. As if that wasn't creepy enough, those messages were sent to Google. The good news is, this isn't spam or a phishing attempt. Based on several screenshots, the messages include a shortened link and random code, it also states Google is re-verifying the phone number of this device. Android users from India mainly reported the message, but those in the U.S. and several other countries in Europe also observed the same occurrence. As for our security, we will re-verify from time to time to make sure that your phone number is still yours. And when we re-verify, you might get text messages from Google or see outgoing text to Google. Uh, the message could say something like Google is verifying the phone number of this device. Google doesn't explicitly state why it, why it re-verifies your phone number, and the company mentions things like two-step verification, video calls, account recovery, and messages. Uh, keeping that in mind, it makes sense why Google re-verifies your phone number. However, people were kept in the dark as a result and were very concerned something fishy was happening. So they cannot, I mean, this is just something else they can do. Send uh, text messages from your cell phone to um, back to themselves, I suppose. Or probably whoever they want to. Um, this article is titled, Surveillance Drones to Monitor Holiday Period. And this is for um, Australia, so 
Um, some police departments in this country do have drone surveillance. Um, there's place place around Dallas Fort Worth that use uh, drone surveillance, basically to go look around parks, walking areas that they you can't patrol with patrol cars. They'll send drones out, and those drones will do um, the policing for them, and they just you know keep an eye on the cameras. So. His privacy experts have hit out a report that Victorian police plan to operate camera surveillance drones on public beaches over the upcoming holiday period. The announcement follows concerns over increased in drone-related surveillance in public spaces across Australia, including at sporting events, CB CBD locations, beaches, and more. It has been revealed Victoria's police are planning to use surveillance drones to monitor Melbourne crowd across the country this summer in a move that has come under criticism. Whilst you may not necessarily see the drone, we will be watching your behavior and we, we can watch personal watercraft, people on the beaches, Police Commander Libby Murphy said. Or suggests the use of aerial surveillance to stamp out on violence will be a significant part of this year's operation, including the use of technology to monitor individuals. There will be a focus on using real-time intelligence and technology through the drone. Uh, through the drone unit to detect and deter offend, um, offending, giving us the ability to flexi flexibly deploy resources to where they needed most. Hold on just a second, I got a text. says, we know these groups often travel between popular beach locations, uh, so we'll be closely monitoring the public transport network to ensure that everyone can go about their day and night safely. So the uh, 2017 guidelines to surveillance and privacy in the Victorian public sector outline that any use of surveillance technology must be, quote, necessary, uh, proportionate, and for legitimate purposes related to the activities of the organization. Uh, the operation runs until March next year and has been called a gross violation of privacy by Digital Rights Watch Chair Tim Singleton Norton. Uh, it is necessary and pro uh, proportionate for police officers to constantly surveil large numbers of the public, often in a state of undress. Um, for members of the public to have their body subjected to surveillance in these circumstances is invasive and often deeply uncomfortable. Imagine you are on the beach in your, ta in your togs, um, at any moment, there could be a police officer, male or female, observing you from the sky. It's not to damp. Uh, it's not just a dampener on summer relaxation time. It's downright creepy. Our beaches are public areas that everyone should feel free to use without the scrutiny of someone watching from a control room or an airfield. Uh, the announcement follows similar moves by the Australian states with increased use of surveillance drone technology as means of crime prevention spreading across the country. Um, it says earlier this year it was announced that police drones would be monitoring crowds at Melbourne events and high-risk locations such as MCG following the launch of Specialist New Drone Unit. The drones are able to run 24-7 and use night vision funded by the state government. Specialist Task Force will also further arm uh, the fight against terrorism. Inspector Greg Shepard Instead, the addition of mobile eyes in the sky would be a boost to the capability of police across the state, including uh, during the raft of emergency situations. 
introduction of of this unit is expected to enhance the work or uh, police do every day from attending crime scenes managing emergencies emergency situations public order management search and rescue and situational awareness inspector shepherd said similarly in western australia the state government will be deploying a new fleet of state-of-the-art aerial drones which will be used in criminal investigations and search and rescue operations. Police Minister Michelle Roberts confirmed a significant expansion of the um, WA Police Force remote aircraft capability with 35 drones to expand its air wing fleet and train 60 pilots over two years. They would be fitted with high-definition video recording cameras, thermal imaging technology, floodlights, and speakers and would be suitable for both day and nighttime operations. Robert said they anticipated the drones would be available for use by every police district um, across uh, just how much drone use and profitability increase in recent times. Well, James Murdoch is backing the rising industry, now using the military and police operations with other billionaires. The son of Rupert Murdoch has backed the seed round of a drone technology company, shining a light on the industry, industries already reaching unprecedented heights, mostly unregulated. So you guys can go on and read this, um, but I would look into, um, which I, I mean, I probably will eventually, but so many people talk about it, uh, but you can look into police departments in, in our own country using drones to uh, as surveillance there's a stationary ufo recorded in south carolina sky sparks <clears throat> sparks secret government surveillance theory now i watched this video and i'll show it uh in, in the in this video in the stream but this i mean to me to me personally it looks like a meteor falling to the ground doesn't look like um something just hovering there uh gathering intel it doesn't look anything like that that's in the um screen it just looks like a meteor i'll show the video um so it says fresh off news that the former head of mi6 john sowers who allegedly um who's alleged allegedly part of the secret global conspiracy on UFOs, saying he believes aliens do exist, comes yet another report of a mysterious unidentified flying object being spotted in the sky over South Carolina. The video recorded by Kimberly Jordan and shared by Nick Thomas TV shows what looks like two aircrafts in the sky. One appears to be stationary while the other, um, while the other appears other is presumed by at least one viewer to be a government spotter plane sent to investigate a potential UFO, according to a report by Charlotte Observer. Video of the comet-like object reported, reportedly seen over South Carolina has found its way to YouTube, resulting in a growing number of conspiracy theories about secret government surveillance of UFOs. It shows something streaking across the sky, but the object appears to be stationary. Meanwhile, what seems to be passing aircraft flies behind it. And their white trails across about one minute into the video. Uh, here's a quote saying, Saw this on a drive in South Carolina. I have never seen anything like it before and would really like to know if anyone else knows what this is, wrote Jordan in a video's description. I've seen falling stars 
and they light up and disappear really fast. This object was moving, but barely. Uh, you can't even tell it's moving in this video, but it was moving downward very slowly. Another thing, if you look very closely, you can see is an object. Uh, there's an quote eye in this comment. And why did the plane travel behind it instead of in front? <clears throat> Does it mean it is in our atmosphere and that the plane directly put past that object? I have so many questions. Nick Thomas, an expert on Doomsday uh, Planet Nibiru, aka Planet X, states in an analysis of the video uh, that what he sees is the planet with wings in the Nemesis system headed towards Earth. Makes sense after all, who are we going to argue with an expert? Other comments on the video included speculation that it was a space debris, a comet, a meteorite, a rocket on re-entry. One of the signs uh, Christ warned us about. Or just something as boring as a uh, contrail illuminated by sunlight. Not everyone who has watched the video agreed with Thomas, however, but as we all well aware of by now. So I'm going to show this video. And... I've seen this video before. I think I think this was played on somebody else's channel. So I'll play this. Um, hopefully, I won't get a copyright strike. I'm gonna try to use it under fair use, but um, yeah, just watch the video and tell me uh, in the comments what you guys think. And while hugs don't always go as expected, you could expect your local Geico agent to help you save. the embarrassment of a handshake but you could say self hunt i go online over the phone or at your local office in seconds doing this commercial has been please take some drive and always wait for one 1800 so here's the whatever this is coming out of the middle of nowhere headed right towards whatever that is falling out of the sky Watch this. I, I don't know what that is. Freaking across the sky. But you can... Uh, and I know people that will listen to this podcast later aren't going to know what I'm talking about. But you can go to uh, the Kingsman Report on YouTube and watch this video. judge if you watch this video later um, you know you can leave your comment I know my camera glitches because I'm using a persona 5 software but you guys can be the judge of that um, pretty much all I have for tonight this was gonna be a short um, uh, stream anyways 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this loaded up. If you guys like the video, then subscribe to the channel um, and hit the like button. But I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. And um, if you guys want to look at any of the other, if you want to watch this on any of the streams, it's on Twitch, it's on DLive. If you want to listen on podcast, all the links to everything are under the about section in the um on the youtube channel so you can go there and you can find this in podcast or anything so thanks to everyone that listens to the podcast thank you to everyone that subscribes to the channel i'm gonna go ahead and sign off here uh it's sabbath so until next time uh y'all bless and shalom